0: so then so then um hi hello hi. fancy meeting you here well yeah kitchen table not our kitchen table not a kitchen
1: table virtual campfire Authentic. In the woods. Kitchen definitely woodland campfire yeah um yes kitchen cat move <coughs> what are you eating off the floor don't do that you grubby little animal
0: hey sweetie
1: i mean yes you are a grubby little animal obviously Cats are grubby, love them, but they're grubby.
0: Um,
1: um, um, yeah. Do you think if we keep on going on about this bloody virtual campfire in the bloody virtual woods, they'll actually, they'll, you know, it'll, it'll make it more
0: authentic? Yeah. (laughs) Every time. So they're gonna get immersed. Yeah. Total. Thingy, what's it? Total immersion video games. Yeah, one of those. Absolutely, better than life. Yeah. Oh hello.
1: Mate. Yeah. That's uh, that's a that's a contribution from a third party. Third party contrib? No, don't do God what are you doing? Cat you smell. Come here,
0: little smelly beast. Yeah.
1: Hey. Somebody get Phoebe Buffet. Are we calm? Have we calmed our little smelly self? No? No? Got to stamp about a bit yet, have we? Dear listeners, please talk amongst yourselves for a moment while we try and uh, contain (laughs) we're having a a a feline containment issue. I don't think you've ever been
0: able to contain this feline.
1: I'd put her in a box, but you know what they're like when you put them in boxes.
0: (laughs) Just stay there. (laughs) Go box.
1: Well, they stay there, they stay there and don't stay there at the same time. At
0: the same time. They do exactly that. Shut (laughs) up! Okay, well, we might have to do this one with three of us. Lovely listeners, welcome around the virtual campfire. <laughs> <laughs> pull up a log, warm your knees, grab your coffee, do your thing. Bun. Bun. Don't forget the bun. Actually, no, it's a cat. That? You can't eat the cat. Don't eat the cat. No.
1: I mean, look look, look at how, she, how adorable yeah. she is, honestly. Yeah, you. Shut up. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the slightly chaotic start to episode 47 of Frithcast.
1: <sighs> Where the shields are down to 47%.
0: Always. And
1: there are, there's a fleet of 47 Klingon battlecruisers approaching.
0: And it's 47 minutes past the hour or is that X-Files because I can't remember it properly. X-Files. That's 21, isn't it? X-Files is when it's 11.21. 11.21. Because
1: Chris Carter's wife's birthday was on the 21st of November. Yeah. And traditionally conversation in a crowded room will stop at 20 past the hour. Apart from this one. Except when there's a cat.
0: Guest squeaker. Guest squeaker, so she may interject with with points of, of feline brilliance indeed on occasions. So we're she's, hoping that that's okay. She's like a
1: little Noel coward.
0: Yeah, just as languid. Yeah, draped. Ay, she is draped. Welcome to episode forty-seven of Frithcast. Hello,
1: I'm Suzanne Martin. And I'm Kate of that ilk. Um,
0: and I'm not.
1: Okay. I just live here.
0: Coffee powered Druid! Coffee powered Druid! Coffee powered Druid. If it's your first time with us, welcome and welcome, well met. Come and settle in around the virtual campfire. Hail and Ave. Hail and Ave. Salute? Salvete? Salve. Salve! Salve. Salve. I knew it. My Latin is rusty. I can <laughs> just about buy a newspaper, but that's as far as it goes.
1: Ave is a formal hail. Hence Ave Maria. <clears throat> Yes. Salve is a little bit more informal, and if there are multiple many, people, many of yes, if there are multiple people whom you are greeting, yes, then it would be
0: avete or salvete, like that. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> listeners, this is going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stick with us to the end; it's going to be funny, regardless
1: of what happens. Do you uh, do you want to introduce yourself, mate? No, you're going to be silent now, aren't you? You useful animal. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyway, so, this is the cat. This is this is our cat. Yes. Who's doing her best to purr all over our recordings. Indeed. I'd rather not take it out. It's much more funny this way. Fair enough. So, today's topic for Frithcast that we're just going to have a talk about is heathening on a budget. Okay. Asatru is traditionally known as the one with the homework. We, we have run into this <clears throat> thing, thing before, yes. This before and so you know book smarts are a genuinely an accepted and required part of the practice but What happens if you want to start learning But you don't have the cash around to buy shed loads of books. It's gonna happen. What happens if you don't have the time? To read shed loads of books Mm. and get this sort of encyclopedic knowledge of what's going on. What do you actually need to be a heathen. And you'll see heathens on the internet and yeah. they will have, you know, full reenactors of <clears throat> viking garb. Yep, that they've, you know, has been all hand-woven and hand-sewn in uh, originally spun and dyed material and it costs a fortune. And you see from thinking,
1: authentic
0: 12th century sheep from the 12th century sheep of sheepiness. Indeed. And they you know, you'll kind of look at their gear and you'll think, well, is that what I need? Mm. Is that what I'm supposed to have? We don't have a lot of prescriptions. We don't have a lot of things that are absolutely required to be of this faith. Mm. So I'd like to go through a few of the things that you might see and think, well, what do you actually need? Okay. You might see people in full garb. You might see reenactors in full garb doing their ritualistic thing, yeah. photographs, you might see whole kindreds in clothes that are more akin to the 10th century than modern gear. Do you actually need that? Because yeah. that's a whole lot of investment right there. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd like to spend this episode having a bit of an explore about what you actually need. Okay. Heathenry on a budget, about what you actually need to be a heathen, Yeah. what's nice to have, Yeah. What you might feel is necessary for you,
1: and it's probably <clears throat> fair to throw in what is becoming a well, 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 well-used phrase for us. Yes. That you know, if we say you don't need something, it shouldn't be interpreted as us saying it shouldn't. You shouldn't be doing it, or you shouldn't be having it. No, because we,
0: we can't tell you how, how to heathen! heathen.
1: Neither <laughs> can anybody else. In the end, it's about what you need to have as a bare minimum, yeah. rather than what telling you telling you you shouldn't you have, have a certain thing that you have got. So if you if you do have, I mean, I don't want to run ahead, but yeah, you know, if you hear us saying, oh well, you don't need that fancy fancy um, helmet or whatever, you know, we're not saying if you if that fancy helmet means something to you or or or, don't use or, or helps you in your practice, don't yeah. use it. We're just saying, you know, don't feel. That it's an absolute must-have. Yeah, don't feel you're missing out or that you're you're not doing because it right if you can't every, afford the nice single.
0: Here, than has one of those. Yeah. that's the kind of distinction I'm making here. Mm-hmm. So, so, if you are brand shiny new to the faith, this episode is probably going to be more of a resonator for you. Shame we left it till forty-seven, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, there's going to be some new folks. <laughs> around. There's always going to be new folks <laughs> around. That's the best part. And you're probably, maybe you've joined an internet group. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're looking at people's photographs of rituals and thinking, my dear gods, how do I get all this stuff? Where do I get it from? They look a bit good. They look a bit kind of, you know, bling bling. Mm -hmm. And and they've got all the shiny stuff. And where do I get it? How do I start? What do I need? What is going to be seen as of value in my faith journey? So I probably want to start with books. It's known as the one with the homework. So it's known as the one where you get to do a lot of reading or a lot of learning. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of lore to learn. There's a lot of myth cycle to learn. There's the Havamal. There's the runes. There's all the Eddas. I was going to say there's a poetic Edda. There is. And a prose Edda. And a prose Edda. And some sagas. And all the things. Yep. So I guess that's your first thought, is if you don't have a lot of spare budget... If you don't have a lot of spare time and you're sat there thinking, well, how do I build up my knowledge base mm-hmm. so that I can start engaging with this faith so that it's valuable to me? Where do you start? OK, well,
1: my immediate thought would be obviously the Internet. Yes. But what I would normally say about any kind of research on the Internet is... Uh, that and it and it probably seems obvious, but um, you know to, to to say it. But it bears saying again. You
0: can't necessarily trust something just because it's on the internet. You cannot. Um, you can't necessarily trust something if it's in a book either. To well, be the, fair. Granted, I, yeah. I That's was... like a printed internet for those who haven't encountered one before. <laughs> without a comments section and there's no swiping. There is a comments section. You can scribble things in the margin.
1: Yeah. No,
0: don't do that.
1: Do <sighs> I would never scribble in the margins of a book. No. Not even one that's got margin notes space. Already in it. I would like, no. I mean, like, there's so many books there's, there's books I've seen before that have got, like, pages for notes. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Unless it's, like, a notebook.
0: Yeah. In which case, fine. Even but... then, I kind of don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so many empty notebooks. So, um, the first, my first thought is, yes, there's the internet. Yep. Yeah. There are With due caution. With due caution. If you're looking at the Havamal You know you've got fur all over your phone. I know. You? That's because I've got a cat in close proximity and she's kind of like area effect fur right it's now. It's no wonder neither of us can breathe properly, is it? Yeah. Carry on, sorry. If you're looking at the Havamal mm-hmm. there's probably seven or eight different academic translations available for free online. So you don't have to spend pennies mm-hmm. or an awful lot of time. Trying to track down all the blasted bits of each translation. Which is always nice. Which is always nice. So that's a good start.
1: Mate, just stay sat. Yeah. You don't need to be on the table.
0: It's not hygienic. No. It says me covered in cat hair. (laughs) I'm going out later. I do not have to lint roller all of me to get me (laughs) out of the door. Lint roller the cat? Yeah, I'm going to lint roll the cat. I'm just going (laughs) to wrap her in lint roller. Pull all the hair off at once and then we're going to be hair free for at least a week. Keep dog hairs off the furniture with new mm. dog bag. Yeah, put the dog in a bag. <laughs> After you've looked at the the wonders of the internet, mm-hmm. especially for academic translations of things like the Havomar. Yes, I know it's very interesting. Um, your second... is professional. <laughs> totally professional. Do you ever think I was anything less than professional? I go right off some people. Uh, your second, the second place I would look would be your library. Yes. Local library, city library, town library, village library, mm-hmm. university library, any kind of library. Anywhere you can find a clump of books. Anywhere that you can find a clump of books that are nice and warm and dry and have awesome, awesome librarians looking after them because librarians are wondrous people and they will be an incredible ally to you
1: they are the guardians
0: of magic doing your research thing and because the magical realms. they are likely to know have an in, pretty much encyclopedic knowledge of whatever library you're working in not all of them are orangutans no but if you do cross one don't call him a monkey definitely, definitely not bad idea bad bad idea so look in your local library your city library, your town library. Um, we're fortunate in the UK to have the British library, which That's is somewhere true. I could just go and happily live, <laughs> because it's incredible. They do throw you out after a bit, though, don't they? They tend to. If they can find you, they'll throw you out. But even then, a, a town library, a village library, a city library will have... Get off the table. <laughs> Come here. Ow. There we go. Stay there. They will have books that might be useful to you. Mm. They might have books in the history section about the Viking Age. Yeah. They might have books, not necessarily on modern Asatrú, but they might have books on runes.
1: Yeah.
0: In a, a new age or spirituality section, you might find pieces of information that are incredibly useful to you. Mm. Uh, runic and heroic poems can be found in a different section in the library as well. So it's, go scour your local library. Go make offerings to your local librarians and say, (laughs) help, help, rescue. I want to do a bit of research and I want to start here.
1: Yeah.
0: If you have a university nearby and they do history courses or they do any kind of short course or long courses that have reading lists... Mm -hmm phone the department up or email the department and say, can I have a copy of the course's reading list?
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: They might not give you the material, but they'll give you the references as to where to find it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which you can then take to your local friendly librarian and say, can I order copies of this on the library loan? Can I get a copy of this paper? Yeah. It might be that there's a small charge for doing that, but it will be a lot less than you buying the book for yourself.
1: Yeah, if I do.
0: So those would be my first... Thoughts as to where to start researching and finding information out for yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Internet good, but use with caution. Libraries better. Okay. So for things like the Hávamál, the Icelandic sa- the sagas of the Icelanders, rune studies, you might find in some of the bigger libraries, especially if you're looking at them as a language rather than as a an oracular. Don't. There we go. (laughs) Don't step on my phone, sweetie. I'm recording that. We don't want you stopping the recording in the middle. No, you utter utter nuisance. Yep. The third place you could look for information is museums. Yep. See what, especially if you're in the UK, see what Viking collections are in your local museum. Um, Some museums will have specialist. People working there. Yep. You might find that there's a Viking specialist buried away in the back that you can go and bribe with coffee and donuts, <laughs> and say can I ask you a few questions over the email? Where do I start looking at this kind of topic inside the Viking Age? Where do I find out information on this? Again it might not be very spiritual or faith-based but it is archaeologically based. Okay. So they can look at any settlements that are nearby to you any finds that have been found that they have in the collections there at the museum
1: Yeah.
0: anything that they can do to help they will probably be quite happy doing so that would be the next place and again things like national museums so the British museum Mm -hmm. for us in the UK here (laughs) Pat you are really really cheesing me off now how about we just stop for a minute? There we go. Yeah, cuteness can only take you so far, you know. Yeah, and you're an old cranky cat, so that can only take you so far anyway. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So those would be the first things I would look at. Uh, some Heathens like to wear a a little Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Some don't. It's it's popular. It's popular, and there are dozens of places you can get them now. Uh, there weren't, when I first sort of started looking for one. All those many, many years ago. Yeah, quite quite a few years ago, there wasn't anywhere, there wasn't an internet back then. I was kind of on abacuses and quill pens, and it was kind of pre, pre-internet. So finding them was a bit more tricky than it is now. There are Molnirs out there now, there are hammers out there now, or pendants of any description... You may prefer a falcon pendant for Freya. Mm-hmm. you may prefer a valknut for Odin, you may prefer another symbol of faith. Hmm. There are now dozens of them out there and they will fit all budgets, Yep. but you don't actually have to wear one to be a heathen. You some, might prefer to wear one, but, but you some don't are, have to
1: wear one. Some are sort of historically authentic yeah. in that uh, in, in they're replicas of, of, of things yeah. that have been archaeologically dug up. And others are more modern designs, modern interpretations.
0: Yeah, yep. So, again, it's what suits you, Hmm. but don't feel that it's a mandatory requirement to be a heathen. (coughs) What? No, it isn't a mandatory requirement for kittens either. No. Come here.
1: Even even ancient uh, kittens, even
0: ancient kittens such as yourself, little terror. Yes, you can wear a Molnir, but it's not an absolute requirement of faith to have one. What is it with you? Come off the
1: table. There we go. Are you on? Are you on? Are you on like? Ki- hyper tuna or something? Yeah.
0: Tuna drugs. Tuna drugs. There we go. I'm gonna settle down.
1: I wouldn't mind, but I remember us trying her on the catnip.
0: Yeah. Don't, it doesn't go for catnip. And she just went, nah. Not no, bothered. Not having it. I'm like what? Never seen that before. So you can choose to wear a ammonia or a symbol of faith, it's not mandatory. Okay. I prefer to wear one. But again, it's not an absolute that everybody will say, well, you're not a proper heathen if you don't have one. No. You are a proper heathen whether you have one or not, because nobody can tell you how to heathen. Indeed. Indeed. Nobody at all. In the end, it's about what you believe, not what you wear. It's about what you believe. Which, on the point of belief, yeah. it is precisely what you believe that makes you a heathen. Having material things is nice, mm. but it's not necessary. It's not an absolute to have a Molnir, to have a load of books, to have a, a special set of ritual clothes that you've handmade yeah you can be a heathen in genes you can be a heathen in replica 10th century stuff it doesn't actually change what makes you a heathen is your belief in it
1: mm.
0: it's nice to have things it's nice when I do ritual to have a special bowl that I use just for that purpose mm. and to have a special hammer that I use for that purpose but it's not necessary for me to have that to be a heathen.
1: Yeah.
0: It's um it's a little bit like um when people
1: uh, come to wicca. Yes. Um and having read some of the books on wicca. Oh, Cunningham, um,
0: Bowenwitz. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some of the some of the, you know, the the, the sort of well-known, well-recommended uh, kind of entry level.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: wicca 101s basically, yeah. Yeah. Um I think there is actually one, well, I'm sure there is anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so many of them, um, you know, a, a sizeable chunk of the beginning of the book is how to find all your tools and yes. how to find all the right robes and,
0: and all yeah. that kind of thing. What and kind that, of candles you need and what colour they need to be.
1: Yeah, I, I always, it always surprised, surprised me how much emphasis there was on the... Um, the sort of mechanical aspects of it, and and often very little on the actual spiritual side of things, which I always thought was, um, you know, a, a, an odd thing about books like that. But I, I suppose, but it's, <clears throat> you know, a lot of them will give you an enormous amount of detail about what this tool has to be and that tool has to be, and then and then and then they'll say, but of course it
0: doesn't really matter if you can't find, yeah, find the tools. So it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, beginner level wicker. Right, I need a red candle, and it needs to be this diameter and I need rose oil, and I need a circle done in Himalayan salt, <laughs> and then I need to concentrate on my rose quartz, and a middle-level wicker might kind of go, well, I've got a candle, and a bit of rock, and I've got ten minutes, and somebody who's exceptionally experienced was like, right, I need this thing doing, and I've got some fluff in my pocket, so let's go. <laughs> that'll do, that'll do. So it's...
1: I, we'd probably want to throw in here, I'm, we're not we're not ripping on wicca um, no it's it's more it's more the sort of um,
0: what it's more the publishing around wicca, it rather is. Than uh, wicca is again it's a deeply spiritual practice mm. it's deeply in tune with nature it but it does be. have a lot of reliance on tools on, not equipment, but on well, again, the, the things the, to focus through. Again, the, the, the publishing around Wicca yeah. uh, focuses a lot on these things. But to be a Wiccan, what you need is your belief. Yeah. To be a heathen, what you need is your belief. Mm. To be a Christian, what you need is your belief. Mm. Being able to find a community of like-minded people and go to a special building is a bonus. Yeah. But what you need is your belief. Conscious that last episode we were talking about orthopraxy, yes, and the fact
1: that uh, you know there the are certain doing. there okay. are certain uh, certain religious traditions where the, it's it's the doing that's important, not the uh, not so much the belief. And and you know uh, again, without wanting to, to But sort yeah, of make,
0: he- heathenism for me is an orthopractic belief. It's... Without wanting
1: to make this a sort of uh, a kind of a Roman podcast instead. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean Roman Roman religion certainly used to be and some reconstructionists today uh, Roman reconstructionists today would argue that we have to do exactly the same thing that we used to do uh, thousands of years ago whereas I would kind of go yeah but if it's a if that's a lot of fluff that's an enormous <laughs> cloud of fluff
0: Thank you kitten
1: yeah thank you <laughs> just okay if I can if I can make myself heard through this deadening... <laughs> This deadening cloud. cloud.
0: God, it's like it's like airplanes firing chaff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cat fur chaff, isn't it? Eh?
1: Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, but but you know, but then again, you have a living faith. You
0: do. It's in the modern world. It's twenty eighteen. So you know, so a, I'd love to do an episode later on about the tensions between. Reconstruction in a reconstructionist faith, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be up for that. I'll I mean, be... if I'm up for that, as long as it's not too early in the morning, yeah. <laughs> it won't
0: be too early in the morning. It'll Moving on,
1: I've got fluff in my coffee now,
0: <laughs> I've got fluff everywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm fluffing my coffee, we'll make you more coffee. All right, but for me, heathenism is a... It's an orthopractic. It's it's a practically based faith tradition. Yeah, it focuses on doing through faith. Yes, but that isn't not to necessarily say...
1: ritualized. But
0: no, it's it's bringing that faith to bear in everyday decisions. Yeah, of you know what what you encounter and how you understand the best what is the right action according to your faith going through that. Yeah, but it isn't what makes you know having. Tools and equipment might be familiar. Having a Molnir might be a comforting thing. i wear one. Yes. But it's not necessarily what you have to wear. Mm. Some heathens I know have tattoos. They will have faith symbols tattooed on them.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, it's not necessary. It's part of that person's individual journey to decide on what designs and where and how which artist's style they prefer. Yep. And again, it's down to time and budget. But they might feel that that brings them closer to their faith mm. to have those things. When I do ritual and I have certain items that I will use every time, it's for a couple of reasons. One, because I like using those items in ritual. Not everybody may want to.
1: Yeah.
0: Not everybody may choose to. Some people may prefer high ritual with a lot of items. Mm. Candles, bowls, cloth, hammer. You've taken enough fluff off that
1: cat to make another cat.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of... They may prefer to have things, tools that you use just for ritual purposes. Yeah. If you do that, I'm not saying that every heathen has to go out and buy a set of ritual things because you might not feel that that's your thing. Mm. I find that building them up over time is the best way of doing it. Yeah. Coming across things, not unbuying the first things that you see, but being mindful and being aware of when you might need a thing Mm. or when you come across a thing and you have an instinct and you have the time and money available to get it. Yeah. But that doesn't make you a heathen no sometimes it's nice to have these things as a focus i have a hammer that i use in ritual and i use it in every ritual i can so when i pick that tool up when i pick that focus up my brain goes i know what's coming next Mm. because the only time you use this object is in ritual is in ritual time is in sacred space
1: yeah
0: is when you are about to settle in so by repeating that, that use of that object every time, I'm creating that deepening understanding in my brain, that, that association that when I pick this up, this is what's going to happen.
1: A clumsy analogy springs to mind Okay. when somebody decides they're going to take up archery. Yes. <clears throat> and they immediately go out and buy a bow yeah 130 pounds worth of with, bow with all the stabilizers yeah and weights and balances and sights
0: oh god and, yes and
1: and little string all gizmos and all uh, your little clickers and, and your clicker and yeah your,
0: yeah
1: and somebody standing on the line next to him with a long bow which is just basically a length of wood and a string and a string yeah okay you've got enough to make 3 cats i
0: know
1: my god these things are sacred to Freya, Did you say they are? So if we just murder this one, she'll be cross.
0: <laughs> yes, she will. Don't murder the cat. Can you not put the fluff all over my phone? <laughs> you kidding? everywhere.
1: I know. <laughs> I can barely see you. <laughs> Good crikey! I can just all I can all I can see is the top of your head and this cloud. <laughs> the fur. And this tail sticking out of the bottom here. Uh, I'm awfully glad we haven't got an extractor fan in here, because we'd have clogged it up. We just think what it's doing to our lungs. Yeah. Why is the... I don't understand why she's still the same size as she was.
0: Where did we get to? I... Don't, but no, yeah, don't it's remember. like archery and buying all the top level kits. Yeah, but not actually knowing how to shoot. Exactly. Yeah, and there's
1: nothing to say that if you are, if you find the kit useful. Yeah. Use you know, it. I mean, you know, most people will buy themselves a, 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 a bow initially, do some basic learning, and they might buy themselves a stabilizer. Some some people will buy, you know, basic stabilizer kits, but it's a similar sort of thing. You can. <clears throat> You know, you can you can do it without, and then just and learn sort of add bits on as yeah.
0: But you've got to learn your basic techniques first. I think that would be one of the things I would want <coughs> would be to learn to learn a little bit about the mythology, the the sagas, and then when your journey starts deepening, look at which gods and goddesses you're feeling most drawn to.
1: Mm. It
0: might change. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have huge expensive things when you start, you just need to have you. Mm. And then you can work on, you know, you can make informed decisions about what you want to have in your own journeys. And going forward, your journey will be different to everybody else's heathen journey. They may make different connections to the gods that you've made connections with. Mm. They might have different understandings of the ones that you've made connections with. The gods show themselves to us in completely different ways. That sounds familiar. Uh, Yeah, it does. Mm. So it's all about your own individual journey. Yeah. You don't need to spend a lot of money. And when you've spent it, you think, right, now I'm definitely a heathen. You're already a heathen if you choose to wear ammonia if you choose to get tattoos if you choose to have ritual equipment ritual tools ritual clothes that's your decision based on your faith yeah it doesn't make your faith any less or more valid to have them or to not have them
1: well, i think there's a i think there's a clear distinction to be drawn you know like i say i don't i don't disparage anybody's practice or what they do to get themselves into that sort of sacred mindset mm. if, I, if i can put it that way and obviously as you were saying we'll come back to we'll come back to it in in full in a in, a, in an episode of its own at some stage. Mm, but, god yeah that'd um, be awesome i think the, there is a clear distinction to be drawn between trying to reconstruct viking mm. practices and lifestyle and so on yes and living the asatru faith or the heathen faith or however you want to to say that is a
0: valid distinction yes
1: you know it's it's i'm not i'm not sort of this is not me having a go at people being vikings yeah no i'm not because that's
0: that's their thing yeah but i'm saying
1: it's you know people in the 10th century or the 12th century or, or, or during that period you know had a certain lifestyle to live i mean what we think of as you know, the clothes of that period I and mean, we, we can go to the, the festival of Jorvik or, or mm-hmm. what have you and we see everybody everybody sort of topped up in all the right gear and so on. That to us is I mean I am sure a lot of them spend a lot of time dressed like that. Ugh. But even still it's it's still out of the ordinary clothes. Yes. Whereas to the people in the tenth century that was just what you wore. I mean that was their shirt and tie, that was their T shirt and jeans, that yep. was their <clears throat> that was their summer dress. Yes. You know and it was um and i and i think the the, the spiritual side of things is is intrin, it's is sort of intrinsically separate from that
0: yes but can be connected to that
1: can be connected in terms yeah, of it, very much the so one yeah, enhancing the other
0: yeah but. yeah i mean i can do ritual in jeans and hoodie mm. in the rain <laughs> in a back garden yeah i can do ritual in full ritual clothing. Mm. I have got replica kit. Yeah. I think for me, putting that kit on and putting it on every time, using sacred jewellery or using sacred clothes and using them repeatedly for ritual builds up that deepening association. Oh, of course. Of practice.
1: Yeah.
0: Of this is you know, me bringing my faith into conscious awareness. Yeah,
1: as I say, it, you're using the one, the one, the, the, the sort of practicalities of clothing and jewelry and what have you to enhance the spiritual experience. I'm mm. I'm certainly not trying to invalidate that. No, no, no.
0: That's I mean, that's what I do, but mm. it might not be the same for everybody. Mm. I can do my stuff. I need to do in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, I prefer to spend time and space being properly attired Mm. but that is my personal preference it's not to say it's any less effective or the gods are going to look at me and say no i'm not listening to you today you're in jeans ain't happening (laughs) because that's not how this works yeah but for me personally i find benefit in taking time to prepare myself to go into sacred space not necessarily in in unofficial prayers but on days where i want to make more of that connection
1: yeah
0: i want to for me, the time is in the preparation.
1: Whereas I tend to shout things to mine as I run past.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> watcha? <so. you. laughs> See ya, bye,
1: going now. Run like I run. <laughs> um, but, but yes, I mean, my 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 prayer when it happens tends to be quite spontaneous. Yeah. Usually, because I'm in trouble for some. Well, yeah, I mean, we did,
0: we did talk about spontaneous prayer and formal prayer. We did. And yeah, again, a lot of it is down to can't tell you how to heat them. Mm it's what you find appropriate along the way and you can look at what other people find appropriate but in the end it's got to come down to your decision yeah especially if you're new to this you're thinking well where do I start libraries (gasps) huge huge friends and librarians start
1: I start more with what can I put in my hands and more what can I put in my head yeah you know it's 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 the, the knowledge is the foundation for everything else which Funny. is not to say which is not to say you have to know everything straight away but it's no you
0: can you can have a, a vision experience a dream experience and not understand the imagery in it straight away yeah. and it's only maybe when you go and read a book and then you think oh uh... i get it now i understand it that makes sense to me but yeah, the, the knowledge for me is very important, but it's not to say go out and buy all the textbooks no, because no, you no. don't need to. You can go to a library, <clears throat> you can find a lot of stuff free online. Mm. There's a lot of academic texts in PDFs that are available online. Yep. Um, you can get people's PhD theses online if you really want to go into it that far. You can... If you really, really want to look at buying your own copies of books, you can go to either a second-hand bookseller or look at the pre-loved stuff on your favourite internet booksellers and see if you can find second-hand copies. The information is just the same, yeah, but they'll be cheaper. Or even better, an e-reader copy is yeah. often quite cheap of things like the Sagas of the Icelanders or... Texts you'll find a lot of the sagas individually will be online in places. Mm. So all you have to do is just do a little bit more hunting.
1: I mean, if you're certainly with e-readers and things, and things like the sagas and you know old texts that are out of copyright, Mm. that sort of thing, you'll often find that uh, some projects, um, I'm thinking of like Project Gutenberg and stuff like that. Oh
0: God, yes, that Gutenberg project is amazing. Who are
1: digitising these things for free and, and putting them up for free and and. Sometimes the quality can be variable in terms of the the, 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 the spell checking and all that yeah, kind of thing. You have it's to be because a lot of it's optical character recognition. So <clears throat> occasionally it can. You'll get the, the occasional glitch yeah. here and there, but as long as you don't mind that, then there's a there's a huge amount of stuff uh, in ebooks for free. Yes. Of, yeah. of, of old
0: texts, so. And that's it. Is one place to start. Mm. The Havamal certainly has multiple translations available online for free. Including the cowboy guy. Oh, love Jackson Crawford's Cowboy Have a Mile. <laughs> Even if it only deals with the guest rights section, love it. Well, it's so a work in progress, much. probably. So, so very I much. don't know if it's a work in progress or whether he's done, but anyway. We'll throw some notes up in the show notes as we usually do. Comments, questions, queries, come and find us online. My name's Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Twitter at Gither in Jeans. And you can find me, if you
1: really want to, at my website GlassRain.net or on Facebook and
0: Twitter as Kate Coldwind. Lovely listeners, you might remember that last year, around the end of the year, we put out a blooper reel. <laughs> Our very, very first... <laughs> Blooper reel. Blooper reels. Yeah. Blooper reel's a bit grand isn't it? Blooper reel (laughs) because that actually implies we've got a script and we don't actually have one. Are are kind of slightly weirder than the episode weirdness level reel. Things we decided to take out initially. But needed to keep in because they were just too weird. (laughs) Those things. You might have noticed that this is episode 47 Mm. and if you can maths... That means that next episode is episode 48, and... I can't Don't worry. Yes, it is. It's 48, isn't it? So next episode will be episode 48. It's going to release around the middle-ish, maybe towards Yule, 21st of December. Okay. There might be a second Weird Stuff reel. You just want us humiliated, don't you? This is, this is what this is all about. You just These want are to... all the very, very strange and random bits that we've pulled out of the last God. How 12 much months, of poly- <laughs> Quite a lot. How much have you kept? Right, I'm doing <laughs> the editing not, from now on. You are not. Not for this one. I'm going to fight Kate for the editing. <laughs> <laughs> for this. And we'll leave you with that lovely image and we'll talk to you all next time for episode 48. And humiliation.
1: (laughs) Humiliation for me as well. You've got to remember these things. Fair enough, the things we do for you people.
0: I know. Talk to you all (laughs) next time. Bye-bye. Bye.